This morning we'll continue deepening our practice of using an anchor, of stabilizing our mind, allowing ourselves to slow down and really find a ground and a foundation. This was touched on a bit yesterday. Um, But watching the mind's sort of interest or um, habit of wanting to jump forward to the next thing, to learn more, to know more. But really, what's it like just to stay right here? really allowing yourself to feel into this body, this physical form, this flesh suit that's filled with all kinds of lovely um, things like pus and blood and (laughs) tendons and ligaments and bones and muscle, sinew. What is it like to live in this, this thing? that we carry around, this meat suit. And kind of letting yourself feel into that right now. This is what we were born into. Sometimes it feels heavy. Sometimes it feels painful. Sometimes we don't even know it's there because the mind is busy carrying it forward. Sometimes it feels energized. So just really connecting with this, this thing that we live in. (laughs) And this flesh suit happens to breathe, to oxygenate itself, to stay alive. It has a heart that beats. all kinds of systems working together. Since this isn't an anatomy class, I'll just keep it sort of (laughs) about experiencing, knowing it, being in it, landing here. this flesh suit that we live in, like I said, it breathes. It has sensations that it experiences and feels like hearing and seeing and tasting. 
It also happens to have a brain in it that thinks. It smells. So really just allowing ourselves to land in these bodies. Feeling the sensations, the weight, the gravity of sitting on your cushion or your chair. the contact point between your flesh and that which you're sitting on. What do you notice about that? Maybe there's a pressure, a vibration, a temperature. Just let yourself experience that one point, the contact point of sitting. Letting the mind take a break and just settle down so that you can experience that one point. We don't need to think about it, just feel it. And then the same with the hands. Move your awareness, your attention to your hands and what they're in contact with. Maybe there's a warmth in the contact or coolness. Again, pressure. Just allowing the knowing to happen. This is what's happening right now. My hands are touching my legs or my lap. Just sensing into that very simply without thinking or judging or anything other than just the sensations of hands in contact with. And then the same with the feet. Where are your feet right now? Can you locate them without seeing them or touching them? Can you locate them through sensation? What are they coming into contact with?
So just really settling into this body. Sometimes this body feels pain or discomfort. Especially when meditating, beginning of retreat. So what does that feel like? The sensations of discomfort, maybe pain in this body. So we have some options here. We can get to know the sensations. Again, in this flesh suit of muscle and bone. We can get to know the sensations. What do those sensations feel like? Without the mind telling us what they feel like, what is it actually, what are the sensations of pain in our body? Tingling, prickly, pressure, tension. Being curious, knowing it. And we also have an option. One of the options can be that we redirect our attention somewhere else in the body. So if the shoulders or back are particularly tense, what do our feet feel like? Redirecting our attention to something else that's actually happening right now, but might not be in pain. skillful means of practicing. So moving our awareness somewhere else if the tension or pain feels too big or unbearable. Oh, right now I can actually be with my earlobes or my elbow or my big toe. Let's just pay attention to that for a little while. So knowing that there are choices in this body of where we direct our attention. And for the purposes of this morning, staying with your anchor Letting yourself becoming more familiar, whatever it is that you choose to do, whether it's sound or breathing or your body. And just knowing when you're sidetracked that you have a choice where to be with indirect experience.
allowing yourself to land over and over again. No matter how many times you go away or the mind distracts you, let yourself reland, coming home, coming back into this body that we live in, into this breath that we breathe. into the sounds in the room or outside of the room. And just knowing it's a process over and over again, leaving and coming back. Leaving and coming back. And allowing the coming back to be a homecoming, a welcoming. It's not something that's judged or punished or we've done wrong. Just remembering, remembering this body, this breath.
remembering over and over again, where am I? What am I doing? Re-engaging with your anchor, the place that you come back to, remembering and reinforcing that that's a good thing. This is a good thing to come back. To experience this body that I live in.
So what I'd like you to do now is just to know that we're going to stand in a minute. So taking that in, hearing the request, seeing what the mind does with it. Hearing is happening, thinking is happening. Maybe even the intention to move in some kind of action is settling in. But we're going to take our time with this. Because we are constantly transitioning on retreat. We are moving from sitting to standing to walking many other things in between. And so how can we use our continuity of practice, stay with this this body, these sensations, this breath, while doing that? So first, again, just really reconnecting to this body that's sitting, this form, this shape, that we're in. And then taking as much time as needed. Because when we really pay attention to the act of standing from sitting, there's a lot that goes into it. We don't usually pay attention to that. We just do it. But here we're going to pay attention. So what comes next? What happens first when there's the desire to stand? What kind of cooperation is needed from this whole system? Just allowing yourself to begin that process Again, not rushing, not needing to rush, just really paying attention. It takes a lot of work getting from sitting standing. If we really pay attention to it. And then once you are standing, What is that experience like? Your spine, your muscles, gravity.
Noticing the subtleties, again, of this flesh suit. Doing what we're asking it to do. And then Brooke referred to this yesterday, but let's actually try it. Um, See what it's like to, or maybe it was Chaz, it was during walking practice. See what it's like just to lean into your right foot. So slowly start leaning into the right foot. Noticing the pressure, the weight, the shift from your left into your right. And then the more we lean, we'll see the left foot just naturally. The pressure is gone. If we continue leaning, there might even be a lifting of that foot. See what it's like to lift and then maybe even just place it slightly in front. So walking... We just took a step. Walking, in a sense, is just messing with gravity and, and weight. We're sort of falling forward in a way when we're walking. So again, noticing now all the weight is in the left foot. Again, allowing your whole body. And just by nature, seeing what happens when the weight is taken by the left foot, the right foot wants to lift. The right foot lifts. And then to maintain balance, we might move it so that the body doesn't fall. We can just stay there, but that's walking, right? intentionally, slowly paying attention to what physiology is needed to walk. And just standing again, allowing the balance to occur on both feet. Just checking out this body. What do your hands feel like? Are you breathing? Do you know you're breathing? Paying attention to the stacking of the bones that Booker was talking about. Noticing sensations. Maybe one area of your body feels stronger than the other. Letting that all be there. This is this body that we're in. I'm actually going to ask you to pay attention to your breathing for maybe three breaths. As deep or shallow as feels natural. but knowing that it's there always. And then I'm going to ask you to transition back to sitting. So again, 
we did this standing thing. What does sitting take? Because we know if we just let go, we'll fall and it could cause us harm. So what what does it take? The intention of the mind, the nervous system, the willingness of the muscles. So allowing you to, as slowly as you need, just take a seat. Again, feeling the pressure, (coughs) noticing the difference, the change in the heart rate. So as we move throughout the day today, really paying attention to something as simple as standing, something as simple as sitting, something as simple as your weight shifting so that you can walk. Know it. Allow your walking practice to be as important as your sitting practice. We move through the world a lot more than we sit, hopefully. So what's it like with our eyes open, moving forward, staying connected to this body? And one of the transitions that we make three times a day, and can oftentimes feel like the most important one on a retreat, is when we eat. So can we maintain the continuity when we do that? And Booker's going to talk about that a bit right now. Good morning, dear ones. Can you hear me all right? All right. So I really love how we just very slowly and deeply explore these transitions that we have in our bodies throughout the day. So whether we're brushing our teeth or walking from our rooms to the hall during our yogi jobs, As long as we're in the body, we're continuing our practice. And there's no um, exception when it comes to eating. And so since we're really exploring the body, let's think about eating through the five sense doors of seeing, smelling, hearing, tasting, and feeling. So we walk into the dining room 
before you even see the food, you might smell the aromas of the food. So as you walk in, just take a moment to stand, maybe as you're waiting in line, being in your standing meditation practice, can you begin to smell the aromas that are arising? And as you walk up to the buffet, there's quite an assortment of colors and textures and flavors that are just waiting for you. So once we have our plates and we're sitting back down at our seat, can we root down in our feet and ground down in our seat, preparing the body to be in this new form of practice? Taking in the sights of our plate, if there are burnt edges around the you know, burnt edges of cheese on our dish. The different colors of our salads. The different shapes of our food. So just taking all of that in. And then as you take your fork, maybe bringing the fork up towards your nose and smelling your food. Maybe there's a sweetness. Maybe there's a savoriness to the food. There might be a tanginess in your salad dressing as you smell. So just taking in all the aromas separately, one by one, with each bite that you take. And when you bring the food into your mouth, just allowing the food to lay on the tongue, feeling the texture of the food. So before we even take a bite, just allowing the food to rest on the tongue. Maybe it's creamy. Maybe there's a sharp edge to the food. And as the food rests on the tongue, can we notice what begins to happen? Maybe we begin to activate our, the glands in our mouth, the saliva glands. I couldn't think of that word. <laughs> so noticing how the body begins to respond to just having food resting on the tongue without even taking a bite yet. And then taking just one single bite, just one. And noticing how the flavor might explode in the mouth. So it might not be at all what it felt like. Maybe the flavor has a totally different um, meat tastes totally different once you bite into the food as opposed to having it resting on the tongue. So just exploring, experiencing that first bite, that first explosion of flavor. And then slowly begin to chew the food. I once had a teacher that said that you should drink your food and chew your water. So really chewing the food, starting this digestion process so that when 
the food slides down the throat into the belly is already pre-digested. You might notice that in your eating meditation, you'll really be taking your time with eating. You might be eating much slower. Once we bring that bite of food into the mouth, put the fork down. So just exploring and enjoying the texture, the taste. And as you swallow, even feeling what it feels like for the food to go down the throat and then landing in the belly. By the time we have lunch, our bellies might be on the emptier side. So what does it feel like for the food to drop down into the belly? And when you feel complete with that first bite, you'll pick up the fork and start again with seeing, smelling, feeling the texture on your tongue, tasting the food, and allowing it to slowly drop down into the belly, being complete with that bite, and then starting again. So you might notice that you become fuller faster. You might eat much less food today. So really enjoy exploring eating meditation with lunch, with dinner, when you're having a cup of tea, when you're drinking water. So enjoy that practice. I think the Food Network needs to have you as their commentator. (laughs) That was lovely. (laughs) What was I eating? (laughs) So now you know how to sit, walk, and eat. A couple things, and then I'll we'll see how much time we have for questions. Um, one is that we'll be starting group interview and group meetings today. Um, Bart, Chaz, and I have sheets on the board that will have names and times and rooms. So please come to your meetings. These are actually mandatory meetings. We want to check in with you. We want to know how you are. Um, if you don't see your name there today, know that you have a meeting tomorrow. We will be seeing everybody twice in groups. You'll be with different teachers um, both times. Uh, so definitely check out the board. We also have sign-up interviews. They're not interviews. They have nothing to do with We are not interviewing you. That's what they're called. They're not that at all. It's actually the opposite. Um, it says it on the sheet, but 
sign-ups for people who don't have a group today that really feel like they need to um, talk to a teacher. So if there's something really up for you, if there's a need, it's not a time just to chat or check in. It's really like if you have a question about your practice and um, really want to engage and need some help, sign up. If you're already in a group, don't sign up. Okay. But um, you will be seen within either today or tomorrow, everybody. The other thing is I just want to touch in on a little hall etiquette. Um, being in time, on time, for the sits is really important. And staying for the whole sit. So we've been noticing kind of like a revolving door of in and outs and maybe a little late, or maybe I don't want to stay so I'm going to go or something like that. So just know that what we would really appreciate, what everybody else practicing would appreciate is come to the sit on time. If you really feel like you're not going to be on time, there's other places to sit. So maybe you choose to sit outside or somewhere else in the center for that sitting period. And then stay for the whole sit. Uh, make sure you use the restroom and take care of your needs before you come in the hall. Um, so that's a request. Also, we might we might invite you at some point to recline or to lie down or do something else in the hall, but in the hall is, a, is sitting time unless you've had... Um, instruction to lie down because maybe of some body pain but please while you're in here um and you're all doing it so well right now you're such good <laughs> sitters um <laughs> that, that that this is um again hall etiquette i think i covered what we have there and is there, is there anything else before question oh sorry yeah you can also stand yeah you can also stand in the hall, which the practice that I gave you, you know, really feeling into that, allowing that to be okay. And, I, and I've seen some of you doing it, so thank you um, for modeling. <laughs> Are there any specific questions this morning? Yes. Hi. Hi. I have a question about the cushion locations is it typical for someone to keep their stuff if they're not going to be in the hall like for instance if someone else wanted to use their cushion when they weren't there mm. how does that typically work yeah <laughs> so the question is about these cushions right they suddenly become our our sort of our property our square footage here um our stove as i called it the other night uh this is a good time to let somebody's cushion be their cushion. You know, it's, it's kind of like once we get here, it's our, it's our space. Uh, leaving stuff here, sure, <laughs> I guess. You know, it's up to you. Um, but yeah, it can, it can be your cushion. I had a friend who thought it was really funny at a retreat he would sit month on retreats and he thought it was great practice for other people that he would go sit on their cushion <laughs> <laughs> so he would just like work his way through the hall and and make other people use their practice to deal with his presence <laughs> I think it's funny but anyway that's not what we're doing <laughs> actually <laughs> So yeah, you can you can have your space and let that be yours. I think people kind of tend to stake out their land. Um, and, and now, one thing I do want you to know, though, is you know sometimes sitting on the cushion isn't what you 
want to do or need to do, and a chair is more appropriate. So the chairs, I think, um, are maybe less ownable. I don't, I don't know. I think there's enough chairs where you can find a space um, so we can move in that way. But yeah, you can, you can have your cushion. Also, I wanted to remind that there is no water in the hall. There's no, yeah, no water containers, except for me, of course, because double standards always apply. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's the talking and the dry, dry mouth. So I, I'm not trying to be a double standarder, but <laughs> but for the rest of the hall, we're protecting the floors, and you know, you know how spills get. So it's just a it's a better policy in general. Thank you. Okay, so really take the opportunity today to take your time. You know, maybe a little of the sleepiness of yesterday is gone. And it allows our awareness to deepen. And just, and and like, it's such a strange thing, this flesh suit. But if you think about it, I mean, that's what it is, right? So if if we unzipped it and took it off, there's all this other stuff inside that we forget about. You know, we have these... (laughs) This is what we're walking around with, people. Like, (laughs) this tells us all kinds of other things. Society, the outside world, tells us all kinds of other things. But, you know, it's, it's flesh. It's bone. It's muscle. We're moving through space and time. So see if you can, like, just sort of land in that idea. It's kind of cool. There's this, um, there's a freedom in it, actually, when it doesn't have to be so controlled by identity and idea, you know? So, thank you. I kind of felt like I did, but you want me to do more? Okay. <laughs> so, it's so, so in the walking practice, kind of check out what I was, what I was pointing to. Take, when you're standing slowly when you move you know watching how gravity and weight pull us through space while you're walking today I feel like I should say more than that because <laughs> I don't know I feel like it's a really beautiful day just to like just to be here and slow down and you know check it out Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.